Yeah, the girls that were hated Obama. Yeah. That now are nurses. You cut it out. Why do people who hate Obama go into nursing? Yes. That is yes. such a thing. No, I yeah. think that it's like a... I know so some, some of the worst girls I know mm-hmm. are nurses now. Mm-hmm. Wait. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait, let's unpack that. I, I do couldn't you think that it's like raised conservative, but like you are like I'm, I I'm, like, a I'm Christian. I'm a helper. Yes. Yeah. I'm an Enneagram three. Like you or are whatever. the worst Christian I've it's ever two. met. It's that's me. <laughs> You're a helper. I'm a helper. Yeah. Wait, I think um, I'm a two too. Really? Wait, I don't like how surprised you are. <laughs> Wait, really? Hi, Nico. What's up, Con? Not much. I love you. I love you. No homo. A mm, little bit of homo for me. Just a little bit. Just a smidge. From two guys who are never part of the boys club, we want to welcome you into ours. Welcome to Boys Club. This is our podcast. About boys. And about other things. Like their clubs. And the things we were a part of. Hockey. And we're not a part of. Bagels. Wait, did you say we were a part of hockey? I wasn't. Me neither. Welcome to the club, boys. Grab a bagel. Grab a boys. Grab a bagel. I was like, what do boys eat? <laughs> Ready, come? Okay. Hi. Hey. How have you been? Um, I've been pretty good. Uh, I got a haircut today. It looks incredible. Thank you. And I, 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 that is a boys' club I would like to talk about to start with, is the barbershop. Oh. Because I learned about some barbershop drama today. Oh, my God. So I'm honestly a little bit nervous to talk about this on the podcast because <laughs> my barber follows me on social media. Oh. Which I think I'm going to have to start like... One from Monotamed? Is that what it's called? Don't, don't dox it. No, <laughs> that was incorrectly said, but yes, that guy. Of course, obviously. So here's... I'm in a bit of a pickle. So I've been seeing this guy. I saw this guy at the barbershop that was down the street from my apartment when I first moved here. This guy who I go to. We're going to call him Rob. That's not really his name. This is not anxious to about this guy. <laughs> so we're going to call him Rob. So I'm seeing Rob. I think he does a good job with my first haircut. And then I go back to the same barbershop. He's not there. And I look on the appointment bookings. His name's not on there. So then I DM them and I'm like, hey, does Rob still work here? And they said no. And then the owner sent me this long DM about this like falling out, which I was like, that's really unprofessional and crazy to send to somebody. But I was like, whatever. So, but I liked Rob and I was like, oh, he's done a good job with my hair. Like, I don't really give a fuck about this barbershop nonsense. I just want to get a good haircut. So I find him on Instagram. I DM him. I'm like, have you moved places? Like, I'd love to, like, still see you. Like, where are you? Did Mikey Aber see the same barber? Well, so I'm going to get to that. So so then I – he's like, I'm opening – he's like, I'm opening a new shop in two months. Until then, I'm doing house calls. If it's an emergency, otherwise, I'll see you then. And I was like, that's great. I'll come see you when the shop opens. He opens his new shop. He runs his place now. It's in Williamsburg. So I go to his new shop. I've been going there forever. I've got a punch card. Like, I see him all the time. He's – um. He's he's uh, from he's Eastern European. I don't know exactly where he's from. So he's got kind of like a hard attitude. He's also got we've got a little bit of a language barrier, but it's like totally fine and like we have like a good relationship. He's always excited to see me and stuff. But like and so then I couple people have come up to me and been like, Where'd you get your haircut? I really like your haircut, including Michael Aber, Sam Schaefer, Sam's roommate, um, Jeremy, Aiden Dunn, and I've sent all these guys to my barber Rob. So they're all customers of his now. So then now Rob knows me as somebody Every who has referred in comedy. all these other guys to like him. So I'm like, okay, well, so now he like he's invested in me in that way, you know? Yes. And he's always the like... The referral program is strong within you. Right. So now, so then kind of recently he's like, I don't know, hasn't really been listening to me when I'm asking for stuff. And like sometimes it's like trying to like be like, oh, you, you, that won't look right because of the way your hair lives and whatever. And so like I try to like be like, all right, you're the professional. I'm going to listen to you. Like if you, you know hair and you know heads and, and parts and all that good stuff, like I don't. So like if you can't do this to my hair, that maybe that's just the way it goes. Like my hair wouldn't be able to like get super curly example. or something. Like so the back of my hair, he was like, if it goes too short there, it'll stick up. So like we can't do that too short. Okay. Or whatever. So that's fine. Like what? I, blah, blah, blah. 
various things like that. But then this last time, he, like, didn't go as short as I wanted him to. And, like, haircuts are kind of expensive in the city. I try to get it pretty short so that I only have to go, like, once every month to six weeks because it's expensive. And then he didn't go as short as I wanted him to. So I'm like, all right, whatever. And then this was, like, the second time in a row he, like, didn't listen to me. So I was like, fuck, I don't know if I can keep going back to him. And what's worse is that, like, he knew me before I came out and transitioned. So he knew me by my dead name. And I didn't correct him for, like, the longest time because I, like, just, like, didn't know how to bring it up. So for a while, he was the only person in my life who was still calling me by my dead name, but I just, like, didn't know how to bring it up. And then Aiden Dunn actually corrected him, like, coincidentally, because he went there and he was like, oh, that's Nico. And then he, like, figured it out because of that. Uh So thank you, Aiden Dunn, for helping me out. But then the other day when I got my haircut from him, he, like, was like, oh, I almost forgot what your old name was. And then I remembered, and then he said it to me, and I was like, oh, Oh, man, I just, like, don't want to be... I just, that's not, like, a good, I just, He no. definitely does not listen to the podcast, because no. you would know if he did, I, you know? Yeah, I guess. That's true. That's true. So, anyway, so, so then I did a, I did a show the other day at this new, like, queer-opened, I think a queer-run barbershop in Williamsburg that's got a couple locations in Greenpoint. Harari? We just talked about this. <laughs> Otis and Finn. <laughs> Great place. I just, I, and then I just got my haircut there today, and so then I go see this guy, and I'm like, yeah, he's like, I was like, my last barber didn't really do what I asked him to, and then I got, came here for the show, and I was like, oh, I should check this place out, which is why I came by. And he's like, who's your old barber? And I told him, and he's like, that's my arch nemesis. Oh, and God. I was like, here we go. And he's like, I started working with him at the original barbershop where I met him, too, on, on where they I live. They bop around these barbers. Apparently. So I was like, oh, this is so crazy. This is probably the equivalent of somebody being like, oh, I saw this comedian, I didn't like them. And we'd be like, oh, I know that guy. Uh, you know what I mean? I yes. bet it's like a similar kind of like yeah. ecosystem. Of course. So I was like, all right, give me the tea. And he was like, yeah, like he got in a fight with the guy at the old barbershop where oh, we used to get work. get in a fight. Over stuff, I don't know. I guess he used to cut people's hair like really fast so he could swoop up all the walk-ins too. But he wasn't doing like a Aren't thorough glad job. you're not in an industry like that. That is so stressful. I know. That's how I imagine people who sit at the stand-up stairs are like waiting for <laughs> someone to die so they can go on for like 10 <laughs> minutes in front of all these Torres in Union Square. Let them know. Let them know. Let them have it. Um. So, yes, and then he's like, we got in a fight. At, or he got in a fight with the old place, and then I got in a fight with them somewhere else, and Ugh. blah, blah, blah. And then a lot I guess, of fights. Apparently he like is a little bit like, I don't know, he said some like kind of racially charged things about the types of hair he likes to cut and doesn't like to cut which is like such a no-no Nico, i think you gotta pack your bags for for far a no-no is an understatement it's racist and it's bad um and then i was like yeah like i just felt like he said some weird stuff to me before and i just like eh, and then anyway and so then this guy was yeah so then i was like oh my god there's all this drama so all that to say that is a boys club i experienced today is there's some barber like drama going on you've got to come go to my girl no, I like the guy I saw today. I think I'm going to go back to him. Okay, fine. But I, I go to a gender-neutral shop where there is no drama because there's also no customers. I'm always the only person in there. But it is... Well, I go in, like, the middle of the day. But it is my favorite place in the entire world. Does it say unisex? Barbershops love to use the word it unisex. It says gender-neutral. <laughs> oh, maybe it doesn't. No, I think it says gender-neutral. <laughs> I might say gender non I don't know what it says, but I was... But yeah. I think I'm... They, the only... I think they like me, but they're also like, who's this Republican who's asking for an undercut? Like, that I, I think I have the least interesting hair for them to cut. You think? Yes. I think it looks great, though. Thank you. I say, give me the Romney, and then this no, is what they do. No, you do yeah. not say that. No. <laughs> I love her, though. She's so cute. Um... But yeah, Natasha. Also, yeah, my friend Damien goes to a. You guys know Damien. He goes to a great like barbershop too that he's suggested. So I might check them out too. But I like the guy at Otis and Finn today. He was also like really chill and young and like easy to talk to. Wait, and I feel like I know that the boys can't see this right now, but I feel like they're. I'm not going to use the right words, but I feel like they're like layers to what's texture. happening with their hair. Texture, texture. 
texture. It's like beautiful texture. Yeah, thank it's you. Beautiful. No, he did a great job. So if anybody's looking for a barbershop, Otis and Finn, they've got a couple locations in Williamsburg, Greenpoint, Otis Long Island City. And the man's name who cut your hair. I'd have to look. I forget it, but he was nice. Okay. It's on the it's on the confirmation. Okay. Anyway, wait. My boys club is about boys club. retail too. So look at. Are we doing financially well? Is mine retail? Yeah. Isn't retail all things that have a cash register? I guess anything you buy. I would feel like it's more of a, a beauty service. Anyway, doesn't really matter. I thought all retail. Well, you're right. Yours. Okay. So well, the way well, I think the way that this business operates is like similar to that. So I needed to get new running shoes because I'm going to North Carolina for a week, where the only way to work your body is to run outside. And I have to do that. So I was like, I have to get running shoes, but I'm really anxious about running because I've had shin splints right. like seven times and also stress fractures. So I went to the Adidas store and I was like, can anyone talk to me about the running shoes? And they were like, no. And I was like, that's crazy because this is like the running store. But then I realized what I need is the Brooklyn Running Company. Mm-hmm. So then I went to the Brooklyn Running Company and I was like, this is a different beast. This is a different monster. So this store, it's like one of those running stores that has like a walking track. I think they all look this. They're the same ones in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. the same ones in North Carolina, and none of them are like related to each other, but they're all set up the same way, and they're just like run by the same like Asheville, North Carolina transplant people that have like very Definitely. crunchy granola. Definitely, they don't eat Cliff bars; they eat Cliff gels. We had a place in Savannah called Fleet Feet. Do they have those up? You know exactly. They what have I'm them in about. Philly for sure, and yeah. maybe no, maybe Chicago too. So where they have like a track in the middle, so they can just watch you walk mm-hmm. and then tell you about yourself. Yeah. And they're like, you pronate. And I was like, okay, <laughs> freaking watch me, baby. And then, so then they give you like a shoe that like actually like really does sincerely fit your foot. And I felt very supported and loved. And they yeah. gave me just like the perfect running shoe. And I went on a six mile run yesterday. Six miles? Oh, wait, I, that, that's irrelevant. That feels like a brag. I didn't mean where to be a brag at all. I would just like went for a run. I'm impressed. Well, I did. It was the middle of the day and I went to, which is the other boys club, is the people that go to McCarran Park in the middle of the day. That's a fascinating Journey. Yeah. I ran into Asha Ward walking around with an umbrella. Yeah, her her dental lunch break. her dental place is right there. Yes, so she works. Yeah, she was just walking around in the rain, and I was just running around. <laughs> you in ran the in the rain. Yeah, and uh, I thought of you also because there was um, a child on a bike, and a mom was like following the child on the bike, taking pictures, and I was like, I'm the child, and Nico is the mom taking pictures. And that's <laughs> so beautiful. Because I'm going to teach you how to ride a bike one of these days. Um, one of these days. I think that there needs to be some sort of middle ground because I find this too. Anytime I like going to a bike shop or a running shop anytime there's like people that are like really intense about it and like there are marathon yes. runners who come here and there are yes. people that are like genuine cyclists and it's like okay i don't want to get the complete lack of understanding about feet and shoes that you might get at an adidas store Completely. and that's no shade to those people they are just selling shoes they don't need to know that yeah but i also don't want to feel like i'm like an imposter or like yeah shouldn't be in there because i'm not like really training i tried like like, three of the same shoe on and they was like these are the same shoe but they're like no they're different for this support this reason all we had to do is support and this and this and this and the cushioning they use and but i felt so taken care of i was like these are the experts in the industry i'm always anxious that it's gonna be like i had the same thing when i bought my suit i was like i I'm going to my cousin's wedding on Friday, so I had to buy a suit. And I was I'm like, sure. gonna, I was like, I am not going to be able to fit into a lot of what's on the rack at places just because I'm yeah. short and my body's different. So I was like, I'm going to have to like go get it tailored. But then I was like, Ugh, I feel like I'm not going to know what I need or what I want. And then it's going to be stressful. But like the people were so, they're like in customer service, like they're good at that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they're going to be really helpful. But yes. I always get so anxious and I'm, No, it's yeah. really nice to just be like taken care of by someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah, it really when is. When I was like leaving, I was like, would you run a marathon in these? And she said yeah and i'm not going to but it's good to know that i could you could you Mm -hmm. absolutely could yeah 
That's a great, that's a good one. All right, yeah. should we bring our guest in? I think it's time. All right, boys, our guest today is an incredible comedian and is one half of an amazing comedy duo called The Power of Yep, um, who was just featured on our most recent Boys Club show. Boys, give a warm welcome to Lexi Ritter. Hi. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Wait, so were there Fleet Feet in Athens? So in Decatur, Georgia, where I grew up, there mm-hmm. was a Fleet Feet. There yep. was also something called Big Peach Running Co., which mm. was like an Atlanta-based uh, like running company. So we had a Fleet Feet and we had a Big Peach. We had both, and you could get like excellent service at both. Yeah. I love um, Big Peach. That's big so Peach, yeah, very Georgia. Big very Peach, very Georgia, yeah. Um, and they were on opposite sides of town. So like, if you lived in like uh, the east side, you would go to one, and if you lived on the west side, you go to the other. As if this place wasn't four miles by four miles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that just shows how like crunchy granola the place I grew up was. Yeah. And Decatur. Do you know Jess Jones? No. If you do, I would die. So okay, never mind. Um, but I do know someone who went to Elon. Who? Her name is Brittany Sadler. She's uh, like tall and blonde. She's blonde. I think that her big was my roommate, whose birthday it is today, Caroline Forsey. Oh my god. Okay. Did we well, talked about this yet? I don't think so. She's blonde. Was she? Wait, I'm I'm like eighty nine percent. She's sure. pretty granola too. The class of two thousand and eighteen, she was in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that no, would make her, sense. Her big was literally. I lived with her for two years in college. And that is crazy. Yeah. Small wait, world. Wait, no, I feel the so... South is such a small world. It's so yeah. small. Yeah. 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 Um, Everybody like whether you camp with somebody, went to college or somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. Somebody's I had cousin. That's kind of the three. Yeah, totally. Yeah, my childhood best friend was in town over Fourth of July, and we saw Corey Popowski. And I was like, "This might sound crazy, but like you guys are two Jews I know from the South. Like, do you have any people in common?" And then they did, and yeah. I was like, "That is insane." That's no, that's something. Wild. The number of people who have swiped up on stories I've had on of like Corey at like Mike's or shows. Yes, who be like, "I know Corey. We went to camp together. It's crazy." Yes. Camp. Yeah. Somebody oh from God. college, somebody from high school, and like I think maybe one other person like responded to stories over like over the last couple of months about him, and I was like, I, like especially like the Jewish community in the South is like extra tight because there's fewer of them. Right, I was in totally. How I went to um, I took a religion and media class. Stupid liberal arts, like a waste of time, <laughs> waste of time, waste of religion money. Religion and media. Religion and media. Fascinating. It was just a class about cults and how they were portrayed in the news. Oh, and, interesting. Um, Excellent. Yes, lots of branched like Davidian energy. <laughs> But for, we had to do, like, a project on, like, a religion, and I obviously picked Judaism, and I had to go to a service, got to go to a service, Wait, and... Wait, back up. Obviously. Why obviously? You're well, not like Jewish. Well, I was in a Jewish fraternity. Oh, okay. Got it, that got is it. So yes. Yeah. ZBT, Zeta Beta Tau, um, and I, but I went to, like, a chapel, like, in, like, Charlotte, and it was, like, a happening place. It was, like, mm. vibing, yeah. Nice. It's very Yeah, lovely. it's a tight community. It is tight. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lexi and I grew up in the same state. Yes, but different... Completely like, different areas. Yeah, and culturally kind of different too. Yeah. Like Atlanta is like really its own thing going mm-hmm. on. But then Savannah is like the next largest city. Yeah. Which yeah. is crazy. And How it's funny. from Atlanta were you? Like I, I, technically in the borders. Yeah. But in, oh. in Decatur is considered its own city. And we had like our own school system that wasn't like Atlanta schools or the county schools. Yeah. It was a very weird place. Um. I, like, go through, like, periods where I'm, like, God, I hate it growing up there. And then I'm, like, actually, it was really nice. And I really am glad I got that childhood. Yeah. yeah. I go back and forth. It's – me too. It is, like, hard – because, like, obviously the South is so riddled with backwards thinking. Right, And just, right. like, really restrictive ways of life. And, you know, it can be hard, especially when you're, like, queer to, like, not have all that repressed in you all Totally. The time. But at the same time, like, I don't know, growing up somewhere so beautiful and so, like – 
outdoorsy and like nature driven like I don't know I I can still feel that like even now I'm taking some time off from like coaching this summer and it's like I miss the kids but also I was like miss working outside I miss working like I was moving my friend in the other day and I was like oh I'm having such a good time just like being outside like working with my hands a little bit yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah yeah and it was Decatur is a particularly weird spot within Atlanta because we've got an all women's college there Agnes Mm. Scott College right and I used to get so many emails from them they were like (laughs) <laughs> absolutely they were hammering every like woman in That's like so going funny. to college yes in the state. yeah 100 yeah. percent. like all my babysitters growing up were from agnes scott um oh wow yeah were and then them queer no so actually funny enough i think i got like the two straights <laughs> because when i got to high school literally like i kid you not um like nine out of ten female teachers would be queer women from agnes scott That's so and cool. they would be like like in long-term relationships with women and then if like if a female teacher wasn't in a long-term relationship with a woman with a woman like she would you were like oh she must be straight then like it was like such the opposite thing of like oh like queer until like found out not kind of thing i love that it and (laughs) like growing up um there was always a gay couple on either side of me like, there was, like, I had two men on one side and then two women on the other, and they would just flip off like back and forth. Yeah, yeah my neighbors. Wow. Growing up, I was, like, surrounded by queer people. That's really cool. I had at least one babysitter who ended up being queer. She moved to Ithaca, worked at a bakery, married a woman, maybe, I think. And But when she was our babysitter, my only memory of her is that she sat on... She, like, downloaded AIM onto her computer, which we didn't have. <laughs> and then sat on AIM and just did not look at us one time. Yeah. She <laughs> downloaded AIM onto your computer. AIM on That's computer. crazy. That is, a, that is a move. That's invasive. <laughs> Babysitters in her childhood are, like... And then I have another one who I think actually might be queer, but, mm-hmm. like, my memory of her is that she forced us to watch the Degrassi penis pump episode. Oh, my God. We were way too young for it. No, and it definitely. Was like, you didn't really need to introduce us this to our lives. That's pretty fucked up. That yeah. is so funny. That's crazy. And now she's a lawyer. So yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Wait. Thank wait. Where did you go to school? I went to the University of Georgia. Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. Were you an AOPI? No, I wasn't in any like anything. Okay. My favorite person from Survivor was an AOPI at UGA, maybe in 2008. Wait. Part of the show. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. No. Go wait. Do you watch Survivor or yes. just no part? No, I watch Survivor. Wait, I like love like I, if I were to like be like, these are the things that make me up as a person. Mm-hmm. I think my obsession with Parvati Shallow is like one of the things. That's that's huge. I mean, she's incredible. Incredible. And yeah. honestly, when I was like coming onto the podcast today, I was like, this feels like the like super fan coming on to Survivor. Oh <laughs> it's like God. I'm playing the game of the podcast. So like I listen so much. Um, Eric Reichenbach. Like... Did you watch that season? <laughs> That's an iconic season. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like um, fans versus faves and all of that is like so, just so fun. Fans versus faves. That's yeah. what I brought on ten super fans to play ten all or, or at ten like all stars. If you're trying to be on Survivor, you're probably a fan of the show, or you think. Well, you could at win this it. point, at this point, a lot of people are like they've watched it. Right. But then there are like. The, the thing that makes someone, like, a super fan is they've, like, studied it. Mm. They know all the they terminology. Know it, they know right. all the strategies. They've, like, worked out how they're going to play it. Okay. They, like, have all of these characteristics. And, like, that can 
it's like now a thing of like don't reveal that you're a super fan because then everybody's gonna know that you know what the fuck to I do. I don't vote you off. And, and honestly, they find a lot of people just like randomly in a bar and they're like, "You're hot. Do you want to win?" Yeah, $1? it's like all actors now at this point. Yeah, uh, that's the people thing that sucks about reality LA. TV now. It's all people trying to be influencers. Right. Yeah. Like the Bachelor has been ruined by that yeah you know because before it was good <laughs> i'm watching love island for the first time yes and there's like there's this girl Haley, who has like the funniest moments on this show like she is like the dumbest person by far but thinks she is the smartest there's wow. something so like fun and like i don't know how to describe it but like Hearing somebody be so dumb in a British accent is, is, like, extra funny. It's incredible. Because it's, like, you know, oh, that's, like, a height. Like, to me, that's, like, it's eloquent and it's yes. fancy and it's posh. But it's, like, the dumbest shit you've it ever does. heard. It's, like, every expectation. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. every expectation. And really she's, like, coupled up with this guy, Eol, who is, like, the most, like, I'm so deep, like, blah, blah, blah. Also just, like, a fucking idiot. Yeah. But, like, he's, like, I don't like girls who are superficial. And she's, like... Uh, what superficial mean? <laughs> <laughs> I miss just like pure dummies. Yeah. <laughs> just dummies. But I love Do that they... she's not afraid to ask. Yeah, I'm like that... queers on there. Which is a pure dummy move. Well, I, they... I've heard actually from people who have watched it that there was one season where yeah. this girl like goes into like the confession, whatever, and she's like, I actually want to be coupled up with her. And then she ends up like ne- the next week like leaving the show and it was like she, like that is i think the closest they've gotten damn yeah so, someone leaving because they were queer so Cause I, said, I, like, queer, so I said actually the closest they got was when, when someone was queer and left and so. then had to leave and i was like this is actually too straight for me i don't agree with i do love jojo i don't fletcher. agree with do you know jojo fletcher no i fucking love her do you know jojo fletcher no you would love jojo fletcher would i she's just like a bachelor girl who now is like in a toyota commercial and she's just like <laughs> yes incredible it's crazy yeah. that like if you are on the bachelor long enough that you become like a recognizable name off the bachelor yeah. mm-hmm. you're like kind of set i think it'd be very fun to go on and like be like i'm trying to just hang out for as long as i can to like get all the perks and go on all the cool places but like not really going into it like you're gonna like care or fall in yeah. love or any of that stuff yeah well the whole line on there is so and so is not here for the right reasons right true. but no one's ever I, no one's ever defined the right reasons like that I, is so true it's like the most blanket bullshit thing but they're like right. they love to throw Don't that you around ever think of it like an open mic you're like so and so isn't here for the right reasons for the right reasons oh my god they I do it. think that sometimes at open mics it's like when their back's against the wall somebody just pulls that out you're not here for the right you're reasons you're literally not here for the right it's reasons like a, it's like a like a hammer drop and since it's so undefined you cannot even like defend yourself against it because it's just like this very ambiguous like unclear it's a low blow to be honest right yeah the most upsetting videos i've ever seen on tiktok was the survivor clip you know i think you both maybe know what i'm about to say was the the gay man who outed a trans guy on on survivor i just don't know how i mean maybe i'm like so close to it that i understand how shitty that is but like I just got to imagine that, like, if you are in that production room and you're going to, like, like, are you, is nobody, like, we can't put this on TV. Right. Well, I, there's also, like, the rest of the tribe is literally, like, 
what the no, fuck, they are, dude? They get so yeah. mad, and that does feel pretty cool to see Andrea people. Andrea Price, Sarah Lucina, a cop from Iowa, a Republican cop, <laughs> oh is like, God. that's not cool. Yeah. This is my friend, I guess, and uh, I'm upset. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, I'm really learning a lot from him. <laughs> that was that was nice to see all the other people like it. Yes. Like that's not all right. Yeah, yes. I just uh, the <laughs> response being like, you can't do that to him. It's like, who are you? Andrea cries. Ozzy's like, dude, no. Yeah, that yeah, it is kind of. Uh, I was like, that's nice. <laughs> like, I guess that's like the silver lining is that they all are like, they all like step to him. And Did like, he get kicked off that night? He got voted out. Jeff yeah. Barner got voted out without a vote. Yeah. Jeff was like, Jeff the ho- probes the host was like, so we should. You gotta go. Right. Like yeah. he's and off. Was like, yeah, yeah get him out of here. <laughs> Carter and I are really trying to make like an amazing race through New York City. That's so that's fun. Wait, can we please do it? Yeah, yeah. Wait, I mean, yeah. That would be fun. Would you pick me as your partner? Yeah, I would do that with you. That'd be no, fun. no, no, no. You're like, yeah, because I have to now. Because you said you ran six miles yesterday. Obviously, I'm gonna. Pick that's you. true. And that's true. And, I know and there would low, be physical things. You're low definitely. So wait, what? Like, do you think that? Yeah, like you don't. You wouldn't have to like stop to pee or anything. You move fast. Mm-hmm. So I just like. Wait, feel that's like, like actually. I'm gonna sit with that. That's like when you said I was like a cat, and I was like, thank you. <laughs> change the perception. Of I don't feel like I would have to like hold your hand through it i think you'd figure it out no i would figure it out maybe i would external because your flight or fight responses are like really strong (laughs) wait say more (laughs) i just i just feel like if you're when if you and i were in like a in a scary situation i don't think i'd have to like you would be like it's time to go like your fight or flight responses are also pretty strong right that's what i mean like i think we both are just like okay there's no time to talk about this we just have to do something some boys a boys club okay that you you can start with whatever you want, actually. Weren't in, we're in. I like, I like when when it starts with weren't in because it feels like a, a a progressive, like yeah. I'm going from wasn't to was yeah. to want. Like oh, that I love feels that. like like I'm moving in a direction yeah. as opposed to like going back. Yeah, that makes okay, sense. That's nice feedback. Um, we're not going to give the next person an option. No, that's no. I like that. Okay. Works. Yeah, because it's like, go ahead and get over, like... It is kind of like past, present, future. Sort of, yeah. yeah. And, um, okay, so... I'm as linear. <laughs> I wrote down, I, like, sort of brainstormed some some that I am not, I, like, haven't been in and sort of am currently not in. Mm-hmm. And the through line was, like, all of this, like, tech stuff. Like, so, I don't have an iPhone. Okay. I noticed that. Yeah. Is that a Google Pixel? It's a Google Pixel 6. Nice. Yeah. Wait, I, it's really pretty. Yeah, this like seafoamy. Wait, what is the, what, what, I went on, it actually went on two, three, two and a half dates one time with someone who was like a marketing person for that phone. Really? And he had that phone too. It's, okay, like, I guess I'm going to go full in on like I wasn't iPhone because like Google Pixel, I had, I had a Pixel 2 and I have a Pixel 6 because I just had the update. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I love it. I love Wait, best camera. Best more than camera. the iPhone. Yeah. What like, can you not wait, do I that we can do on the iPhone? Fucking okay, I can't FaceTime. Wait, that's so sad. Wait, now I'm that nervous. is sad. I, I feel, it dropped twice the other day. Oh. I feel anxious inside. Damn. Anyway, I'm sorry. Sorry, that's so. I didn't mean to. Can someone that. buy this man a new iPhone? <laughs> yeah. Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Continuing on your Pixel Six. Well, yeah, best camera. Best camera. Like. Like, people will have me 
like take a pic they'll be like can you get a picture of me like with this or whatever and they're like that photo is so good and i'm like not even a photographer girl like it's just a really amazing camera and really high like resolution because that i think was the appeal of the the iphone whatever 13 Mm, or whatever it is is the camera's just really good well i feel like for most people that's what they want out of a phone Yeah. yeah good service like fast internet camera especially now with comedy sometimes mm-hmm. to yeah. have somewhere like i know that this will take a really good video yeah that's like actually important and it's all i mean iphone has this with like the, the cloud you know yeah. but google everybody's using google drive right. all my stuff's already there oh that like is it's nice. all synced um yeah. so anything i do on my computer i have on my phone anything i do on my phone i have on my computer yeah it's really nice. That's helpful, yeah. I can't airdrop, which the girls hate. I can't <laughs> freaking um, FaceTime. Mm. And I get, like, That's in so trouble for that. that People hate that. People I don't hate understand that I can't. why they haven't figured out FaceTime. Um, they have. It's just called Google Duo. And nobody what? wants to use no. it. No. Nobody wants to use Google Duo. They don't, they want to use People FaceTime. Heard of that. So you can't. That's. I can't face people get so mad at me no, and I'm like uh, they need to find a way to let FaceTime and Google Duo cross it's capitalism no they never will I know they they, ne- and they, they never will they well yeah and th- honestly the like text messaging software is different and Google's is all new like all Androids have a newer text messaging software than iPhones but iPhone will not change their software to match like the new yeah. one they will not update it so that weird like i can do reacts and stuff on other android text messages i oh. get i get little bubbles too like i get yeah. like my text messaging changes when i'm with an android only oh. and uh, that's why i'm like wait but how often does that happen never flash in the pan <laughs> i've met i've met a few christian miller has an android mm, i love texting christian um, I want to know how everyone those, ended up with He's got one Android. of those bendy ones. Yeah, he's got a cool one. Yeah. Um, Wait, can you tell me what... Did you ever have an iPhone? Never. That's why I've never been in this club. Wait, does it cost... Is the Google Pixel cheaper, the same, or more? Um, How much is an iPhone? Like, what's the newest iPhone? Probably over a thousand, right? Oh, my dad. It, it, he doesn't even know. I think it... <laughs> Jesus. It's just I think it plan. depends because it's a lot about, like... Like AT and T will get yeah right right shit. like I don't well know, like yeah we buy... just switched my so my mom is so funny I was like mom mom I need a new phone because like family plan mm-hmm. which is like cheaper why wouldn't you yeah um, that's the that's the rational everyone says that they're like up twenty eight years old and it's like oh it's cheaper if we all stay together forever no it really, it really is though and I like that's for crazy. my most recent phone I was like mom I want to get this new phone I'll Venmo you. 30 bucks a no, month for the next two total, years. I do the same thing. And that's what I'm doing. No, I do the same thing. I actually owe her a Venmo. It's the first of the month. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was like, I, I was like to my parents, I was like, uh, we can break up this plan if you want, but like, it's probably better for you for yeah. me to stay on this and I'll just like Venmo you. Yeah. Um, was, which is what so we're doing, funny. but we switched to T-Mobile and that like gave me like a new phone yeah. for like a hundred bucks or whatever. Did you yeah. watch Gilmore Girls? Yes, I love Gilmore Wait, okay, Girls. I love oh Gilmore Girls God. too. This isn't Lost Culture, but if it were Lost Culture with the part where they say, what's the culture that made culture blah, blah, blah for you? I'd be like Gilmore Girls because I loved it. I loved, loved the writing. It. I loved Lorelai Gilmore. Yes. I loved her, how fast she spoke. Wait, what What boy? Wait, boy. Like, are you Dean? Are you Jess? Oh, that was the dumbest question I've ever asked. Uh-huh. Um, Jess, but I don't hate Dean, and people do hate Dean. I don't think Dean's and the there's enemy. there's Lucas. I actually, do you want to know something? Mm. I probably actually 
now that I'm older, would say Dean. I think I like really? Dean. Really? Is that the wrong answer? No, I feel like people were just like, he was nothing. Jess is fine, but it's like, maybe show up. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was too mean for Maybe, me. like, see a therapist and, like, be where you... Like, just come back and be He's normal. mean. And yeah. then, but I hated Logan. Logan. Logan, Logan. obviously was like, die. Really? Sister. I loved Logan. Wait, oh my god. I was you, Logan. You're attracted to well. I am. <laughs> I am. And they met at Yale, and when I watched oh. it, I was like, that is so hot to be on an Ivy League and meet a rich boy. Yeah, who's a dick... Yeah, you're fine, fine, fine. Yeah, sometimes... Wait, are you attracted to mean people? To mean people, I think I'm attracted to people who feel out of my league, and he oh. fell out of my league. Whereas like Jess, I'm like he's he, he would talk to me and be mean to me because I felt like he was mean, and Nobody I was like, but is. he would be mean to me, and that's fine, whatever. He's but he's like not out of my boy. league. Yeah. yeah. Wait, the reason I brought this ridiculous show up is because remember at the first episode where she's like, if you pay for Rory's college, then we'll come here every week and we dinner with you. Yes. And I'd be like, that is you venuing your parents. Be like, if you pay for this, then we will have a financial relationship for the next for the, two years. Yes, That keeps totally. us in contact. It's like a strange <laughs> people coming back together for with their finances. That is so funny. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> this is our tether. We're not as strange, though. <laughs> I know, but like for the purpose of the story. Sure, sure, sure. I feel like one thing that I felt for so long was exclusive that I broke into and I've been like trying to make less exclusive is people who keep up with music. And like yeah. care about music, yeah. Or like have like artists, they're like waiting for the album drop, or like the lore of the musician, yeah. or how yeah. the album got written, and blah blah blah, whatever. Wait, who are your like hot artist picks right now? Well, I mean, obviously Beyonce just released an album yeah. yes, that yes. is like so good, so fun, so good. Mm-hmm. And like one thing about that album that I've been like obsessed with. Recently, and honestly, since, like, her last album, or actually the album before that, is there's an artist, Big Frida, who is featured on the song... Um, Judas with Gaga. Remember the Big mm-hmm. Frida? Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good... Big Frida's great. I love yeah. Big Frida. And she is a... What is... She's a part of this, like, genre of music called bounce music that comes from New Orleans. Hell yeah. That is very, like, clubby. Yeah. And that is, like... Um, don't break my soul. She's on that, and you can hear the like. You can literally get why it's called bounce music. Yeah, like it just, feels as like you said that I was like feeling that. Yeah, in my body. exactly, yeah. and it makes so much sense that they collaborate all the time because uh, Houston and New Orleans, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. are like culturally very similar, being so close together. But yeah. like that, like bounce music, I'm like that is I'm into that right mm-hmm. now. Um, and Big Frito was like a gateway into that for me, just like through being featured with Beyonce as well as like being a queer artist mm-hmm. and all of that I'm like so into that yeah um Maggie Rogers also dropped a new album yes I, I only listened to, to the one single that like got pushed by the Spotify algorithm or whatever oh work but, but um <laughs> which I one listen. I don't even remember what it's called I liked it though was it I want want like, want is good horses I think is my favorite okay I'm gonna look where I am right now was also those were the three singles I hate to be on the phone on the pod but I'm the, gonna um, the music videos are so good too yes I think there's two at least Anywhere With You Anywhere With You oh Maggie Rogers right sad. Yeah. that's sad that's the one that got like pushed Slower. to like release radar like songs you might like based oh on cool yeah. Your, yeah I yeah. think the, the bass in One Want is like very sexy mm-hmm. okay I'll listen to the rest mm-hmm. of the album mm-hmm. um yeah I like for so long was not like I grew up 
with my parents never playing really like contemporary music mm-hmm. and we were big cds and like my dad would mix cds for us yeah um but it was always like talking heads and the clash and enya and like he oh, was really God, into like enya. yeah I grew Wait, up on Anya. Love that. Not Celine Dion. No Celine Dion. No, it was more new agey kind of stuff, yeah, and, I love and that. like sort of British invasion. Wait, only yeah. time. I think that we should start every morning listening to Only Time. <laughs> yes. That's oh my god! What a every beautiful day. song. Before you get out of bed, you my, for time. my senior improv show, that was my walkout song. Oh my <laughs> so hell that was yeah! So funny. My memory of that song is that in like sixth or seventh grade my friends and i at a sleepover made a dance to that and it Hell was like yeah. the funniest thing we'd ever did i think it's just so funny racking up we made a video on some shitty like flip camcorder that like kind of didn't catch everybody in the frame probably. <laughs> so my first like ipod got deleted eventually. no it was my dad's ipod so like on my dad's ipod like he had an ipod and i didn't have an ipod and mm-hmm. then whatever like this back in the day and I like had one playlist on his iPod where I got to pick all the songs like and it was anything I wanted and the concept was just like having any music you wanted available to you right there I was like yeah and one song was only time it was like every time we touched by Cascada Cascada and of course only time by Enya and like to me it was like wait we can listen to only time whenever <laughs> soak up the sun Cheryl Crow is on that playlist oh, yeah. you guys have talked about Cheryl Crow I am a huge Cheryl Crow fan I do really like and Cheryl I Crow. know that you mentioned uh, I'm going mega did super I, did fan I say that she's problematic no 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 you, but you said that you could only name like one song <laughs> you were like I like her but literally I'm not the hugest fan because I can only name soak that up the sun and then there's another one that's like kind of not like um all I want to do is have some fun as a dumb song I'm sorry if you like all it. I want to do yeah that's and then she's yeah. got First Cut is the deepest. First Cut, I like that. Yeah. one goes hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wait, there's another one that goes hard. Are you like, strong enough? Is it like, are you strong enough to be yeah. my man? What's um, that other one? Then she's got... Um, What's her whole discography? She's got a pretty big discography. <laughs> she and does. she was like singer-songwriter, girly. Yeah. Um, Do you like Lissy? I feel like Lissy is Sheryl Crow vibes. I don't know that. I think you would like Lissy. Okay. She's like Noted. a Cheryl Crow cousin. Wait, but what were you saying about Cheryl Crow? Oh, she's just like, she's superstar, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. think that Lance Armstrong is problematic, and she gets pulled yeah. into that. Yeah. Are they yeah. married? But they, exes, right? They're exes, yeah. 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 And I used to be like huge, like, that is a power couple to me. Like, at six years old, like, that is a power couple. I forget. Was he, did he fake cancer or something? I, yeah. No, he didn't fake cancer. He did have testicular cancer, which is what the Livestrong bracelets right, come right. from. But he used performance-enhancing drugs uh, for a long time yeah. and was found out like retroactively and gotcha. got like some of his uh, like jerseys taken away mm. for winning the Tour de France. Wait, right. did we talk about Livestrongs on this podcast yet? The, the bracelets? Did we already go that's a boys club. That People is a freaking boys club. That's a real one. That I never had one. Me I wanted either. one so bad. I don't know if we already talked about this. Like, where do you get them? You can't all be cyclist fans. I can literally it was pre-Amazon. Where are you where getting, are you getting them? I can, And I feel like they ended up being like, like a LuLaRoe Ponzi scheme where like one yeah. time the class would buy them for everybody and then they would all pay that kid a little bit more than it cost and like that kid now is an entrepreneur. Did you have silly bands? I never did. Me neither. And that felt like a girls, girls boys club that so I could never break into. Yeah, either. is that like Livestrong? Maybe like, I didn't want for to. a cause, and then there were like the right. blue ones also for a cause, and then there were ones that were just like these are just Nike, and it was just like yeah. same thing, just like and one sports. Yeah, it was like weird little bracelets, and it was like, what were those yes. for? I know because they're not sweatbands; they're just like no. nylon. Like stretchy, Bang. yeah, and, and like would, slightly stretchy. They would ultimately yeah. sometimes break, and they yeah. really hurt if you break. got your hair caught in them. Totally, but yeah. they were like the coolest fucking thing. Yeah, to have was it was like those and some Nike elites. 
God. Rolling up to your sixth grade basketball game. Okay. It says, my mom knows how to order something from the internet. And she cares about Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. It really felt like your mom cared about you if that does. Yeah, totally. Do you remember the kids that would have silly bands, like, from wrist to elbow? Yeah. Just, like, fucking... Like, what are you doing with those? No, truly. It's, like, the most, like, clear example of, like... Just having shit to say you have shit, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, I, and I never had shit. Mm-hmm. I, I never had the never whatever had it was. Either, yeah. I wonder if my obsession with lips, so I literally, this is like, I now I paint my nails as of two weeks ago. In my whole, I'm 28, now I paint my nails. It took that many years. And now I have bracelets it's as gorgeous, of three months though. ago. I love your nails. No, I love it. And that I is, think a, the that is a great color too. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I feel like this, the Livestrong was like, oh, I can wear shit. Mm. And it's like, you actually can wear anything you want. But like, right. Livestrong was like this like weird opening door. It's like, a, it was right. like a mask bracelet. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Like this. A yeah. mask, my mask made of Your mask bracelet, bracelet. yeah. <laughs> um, but so your parents had like more traditional music. Yeah, and my mom would play like peter paul and mary mm-hmm. or like this mm-hmm. like like folky kind of stuff that's awesome so i remember one year for christmas my little sister got a kelly clarkson cd which one breakaway. um breakaway oh mm-hmm. my, she I, got breakaway oh. and that changed my life actually. <laughs> <laughs> i love I'll it my wing. oh God, I'm gonna listen yeah to no and like I think it was Disney would play the music video for that because it would it included like clips from Princess Diaries or maybe it was even on the Princess Diaries DVD we it, had. Wait, you could watch the music video completely. and I was like, I'm the kid in this video. Like I'm literally like there's a scene where she's like riding in the backseat of a car like watching this yeah. like sunset or whatever and I'm like that is literally me. Yeah, wait, the so baseball I hat was just and everything. About Princess Diaries because. So Lindsay Lohan and Parent Trap, I thought that was two separate people. Sure. And Anne Hathaway and Princess Diaries, I thought was two separate people. But for like Parent Trap, like that makes sense because those were two separate characters. But the makeover was Princess too much. Diaries, it's like it's my brain just couldn't follow basic narrative. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, this they girl with a blowout is the same person. I would fast forward to the part where she was hot, and I think that that's... Mm. that's a, okay, you need to unpack there's, that. Yeah, there's something there. There's something it's going on there. That's funny. It's very bad. Yeah, I I loved Princess Diaries. I, love, that very, I think that and Parent Job are, like, the movies where there's, like, there's, like, everyone in their 20s right now, mm-hmm. I feel like is, like, a deeply affected by those movies. Oh, absolutely. Like, very absolutely. quotable, the entire thing from start to finish. Yeah. yeah, I really wanted to go to summer camp after watching uh, The Parent Trap. Uh-huh. I really was, like, that's where I'm going to meet I think about it all the time. I think about that movie. Um, are you a Hallie or an Annie? I'm an Annie. You think so? I would have pegged you as a Hallie. Really? Because of granola? Because you're like, cool. I felt like I was so proper, though. Well, oh. okay, okay. When I was growing up, I think I was. Oh. I think now I'm probably, like, you California. Your yeah, you're, like, Napa Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like... I think we're all Hallie, right? Yeah. Oh, wait, well, I honestly, I'm, like... I feel like I want to be a Chessie that raises a Hallie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that brings a Hallie the about. Part where she's, I'm looking at her like I've looked at her every day. This is how I look at her. Yeah, absolutely. So I her, this is how I look at her. Can I hug her? I'm gone. Just like gripping a like handkerchief. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you, wait, do you remember this? I have not. I, I'm outing myself right uh, now. You've never seen The Parent Trap? I've seen it like in pieces. I don't think I've ever watched it all the way. Wow. Okay. You sat right, here. When you watch the parent Okay, well, we can do that on Saturday. Wait, I feel like your <laughs> task is a lot easier than mine. No, yes. Objectively, yes, because I want to do it. I don't know that you parent want to write a book. But it's one of those things where it's like, is it beautiful? Would it be beautiful now in, in your adulthood? 
Yeah, I mean, I can probably appreciate it, I'm sure. I'll watch it all, you know what I think. Have Um, you seen Princess Diaries? Uh, like another one that I probably saw, like, on a bus going to a game. Wait, they're like the two most important movies. Yeah, those are really incredible. So, like, big ones for me were, like, Mean Girls and Bridesmaids, which was a little bit later. It's a little bit later. Like, I, because I was the oldest of four and my parents were so, like, restrictive about what we watched, I Mm, also was. You got the brunt of it. I was, I got the brunt of it, and I was certainly watching, like, aged down stuff for, like, a long time. And it wasn't until I got older and, like, like, I remember I got, I, like, my friend got a new iPhone or something, or iPod Touch, or she had the newer one, so she, like, gave me her old one. Mm-hmm. And that already came, like, loaded up with, like, Mean Girls on it and, like, whatever other movies that you would, like, buy right. and download onto the thing. So I watched Mean Girls about 50,000 times on the little iPod. Um, but that w- it wasn't until I got my own device to watch my own stuff, like, separate from my family and my parents and my siblings that I, like, had any access to, like, more, like, I don't know, whatever people were watching at the time. Yeah. Sure. So, like, yeah. I never watched those. Even Honestly, though they those weren't, like... Really iconic, funny movies. Maybe that's why you're funny. But they're not... Well, yeah. Well, oh, the... Because Parent Trap's not funny yeah but like those movies it's funny because like those movies are not like they would have been age appropriate to watch at the time sure of course, but it was just because they were like like my siblings were like so young that they would have not watched right right, watch right. Yeah. yeah and but, i like having an older sister i definitely feel like i was aware of things that for like kids that were like mm-hmm. two years older than me totally because we're two years separate yeah my older us. brother is two years older than i am yeah, so it was and like how much is your younger? She's two years below me. Oh, your parents so was, are very organized. Yeah, it was very like planned bah, out. Bah, bah, yeah, yeah, we're about to enter um, an even year for the the Ritter siblings. <laughs> we're about oh. to go, or like my older sister's gonna turn twenty eight. I'm gonna turn twenty six. We're in an odd year right now. Ah, <laughs> wait, I love that. That's fun. Um, Objectively better to be in an even year. Yeah, agreed. The Ritter Critters got to oh, age up. <laughs> I love that. Um, so did that inspire your taste in music at that? Well, yeah. Uh, Kelly Clarkson, that felt like my first breakthrough into like, oh, now I can talk to other kids about music. Because yeah. like, like we would do like icebreakers where like in class where it'd be like, okay, everybody like find someone who has a similar taste in music to you. And I'd be like, does anybody here listen to like British punk <laughs> or like blues? Does anybody listen to Muddy Waters? And I'd be like, that's just like what my parents listen to. That's so and they'd be funny. like, no, Gwen like... Stefani. And I'm like, who? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I listened to yeah. girl music and I think I was, so, um, I think I was cagey about that. Mm. Like, I loved like Avril Lavigne let go. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I had like a similar relationship to, in that way that I was like, Oh, I was actively, especially when I was, like, a little tomboy and, like, living out my boyhood more so in, like, elementary school, I was like, oh, I don't like any of these girl pop singers. That's mm-hmm. girl music. I don't listen to that. But I never really think I, like, was like, but what is boy music? And I didn't really, like, maybe yeah. have access to that. I don't even that. know what boy music is. I wouldn't even know what that is. But then as I got older and people started liking, like, Justin Bieber and Harry Styles and stuff like that, I was like, and Nick yeah. Jonas, I was like, no, I don't like that either because I don't right. like, that's also girl music. Yeah. So it was, like. Hard to figure out, like, but obviously the, none of that music is not gendered. But right, I like, totally no. But there I was, was like, like girl music. Yeah, and I was like, I didn't really know what to. And again, with the, I mean, that keeps being a theme of this episode for me. But like, I again, like, didn't get have access to any like explicit music or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Or like, I feel like Green Day would have been like yeah, the boy yeah. music in middle school. Totally, I think that was Green Day and like Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, like, and then you move that. into like Good Charlotte yeah, or whatever yeah. these like little punky um, boy simple. bands. Plans. Chris Brown. Wait, Some girls? 41. Wait, Chris boy. Brown. Oh, my God. Do you remember Boys Like Girls? Oh, yeah. yes, yes. Problematic even in title. Yeah. Like, 
Oh yeah, I, I like I listened to them. That whole um, very like pop punk was my so mm-hmm. was my pop reason. punk would have been yeah. That's that's closure boy music. Punk. Yeah. I still love pop punk. Yeah, I I like. It's funny. Um, my older sister got an iPod, and then we like all shared it, mm-hmm. and um, she put some forty one on that, and I was like, this is the most punk music I've ever heard in my in life. Yeah. In too deep, in too deep. Yes. Yeah. And then that was on the cheaper by the dozen soundtrack. Yeah. Like, this is the most important song. Oh on, my on god, the there was nothing worse than being like eleven and hearing a song on a on, on cheaper by the dozen and being and like, not knowing what it was. How will I ever know what this song is? I have like, to watch not, the movie to hear the song. Yeah, yeah. and being like, <laughs> I don't. Shazam. And that, Shazam actually is the craziest thing that we have. Yeah, it's honestly game changing, but like predates yeah. me being able to like, like honestly, like in hindsight now I could have like watch the credits at the end I'm sure it's in there somewhere yeah you know I, but at the time I was like I have no idea how to find this <laughs> I would google like yeah sounds or like th- uh, like try to be like boop 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 dude yes do, just like googling that Wait, yes. there's a song and because of <laughs> like you're gonna know and google's like I've actually never heard of this before yeah, what I got the no hell are you talking about? You, so. you might know this because of when Dixie when she's like walking down the dirt road and it's like bum away yes absolutely that's called um oh fuck what is that song oh I know what you're talking about Never kept me up at night, but I've always wondered. <laughs> oh, my and I tried my to Google. Wait, one time when I really wanted to know, I tried to I think Google. It's Rusted Root. I tried to like. <laughs> that Google. sounds right. No, it's definitely send me on my way by Rusted. But Rusted Root. Root. There it is. Yep. But I tried to Google the sounds I was hearing phonetically, mm-hmm. and it's like. And it's funny because we probably could have just been like, "Win Dixie soundtrack," and it would have come up. But yeah. we just like didn't realize that that's the way to search on the internet. No, we were like, we gotta go straight to the source. You're gonna want to hear the Bumbling. <laughs> <laughs> That song, yeah. as well as um, that song from Peter Gabriel, where it's like, grab my things, I've come to take you home, are very mm-hmm. much like, hey, everybody, we're mm-hmm. having a spiritual awakening mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, Peter Gabriel is funny, too, because, like, in high school, then I, like, started watching VH1, like, when I had time by myself with nobody else at the TV, I'd be like, VH1 will play these, like, music videos for an hour. I don't know why I was still doing that. I I, I feel like I wasn't, like, so old or so young, but whatever. I never watched MTV, but I watch VH1 music videos or, like, uh, Behind the Music or whatever. And that's where I, like, started watching, like, Peter Gabriel music videos. Like, I got... That's when I was like, oh, they're music videos. Mm-hmm. And then I would Google, like, songs that I like to see what their videos were. Yeah. Um, and I realized recently that I'm probably, like, into music videos. <laughs> yeah. Music videos are game-changing. Yeah. Like the Maggie Rogers music videos are very good, yeah. and like I, I love Heim's music directs videos. One of them. Yes, he does. You know, what's a, the most insane music video I've ever seen? It, and I mean that in a bad way, is <laughs> Ed Sheeran's "Bad Habits." Oh my god, I can't even imagine. You gotta watch it. It's you. I, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna describe it to you boys at home. Also watch it. I'm not gonna even describe it to you, but watch it. You will not ever expect the direction it's gonna take. <laughs> We'll watch it together after this. It's and then we'll watch a team music video. Oh, oh my God. I bet that one's sad. I bet we no. We're, there's probably not even a music video. It's is gonna it be like a compilation. Fan animated. Oh. <laughs> like, there's nothing like being five minutes into something and being like, "This is not the real thing." Yeah. Oh my God. What I used to love it's got twelve views. Lyric yes. videos. I used to love like a sad song. Did you watch like Skins? Oh no, I never watched. Oh, when they like superimpose like where they like play a song and it's like. 
sad moments from Cassie. Yes. Just, yeah. like, Cassie being sad as the AT plays along. With it. I, I am familiar that. with this genre of video. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, actually, like, that was such a genre. Or it would be, like, all the parts of Grey's Anatomy where actually someone is dying and it's sad. And I it's, did watch and it's, um I love Grey's it's Anatomy. It's The Fray. Yeah, absolutely. How, where did I? How, how to save a life? Cars, yeah. I mean, yes. I think cars. Like, fuck Grey's Anatomy every middle part of the episode. Fuck the beginning. I just wanted the end where someone was upset and a sad, like a song was playing. Yeah, there was a build. Ingrid Michaels. They did yes. have good music. They, they like, really a whole part of television. Yeah, that was like well, one the music. Like, yeah, I feel like the music on that, like that, at least in my knowledge, I mean, it was in fifth grade. But was like the first time where it was like, oh, like this is like a part of the show is the music. right. And yeah, like, good songs can be on here. And they it's like real songs. lifted it's not like, people up, like okay. lifted artists up. Like that totally. was like the phrase, like start. And then the like the mo- the last moment in every episode was just like this like really built up ugh, emotionally heightened thing mm-hmm. that like I mean that was like Shonda World like the, totally Shonda. yeah, and it, it's like a soap opera that is not. A literal soap opera. Yeah, it's not like I two can't be. Yeah. Yes. Do you remember that? Do you oh remember I cut his elbow wire? Is he? I oh didn't. No one helped me. I thought I was a surgeon. I thought I was a surgeon, but I am not. So I quit. Izzy, she walks away. Izzy. And then you end with the fucking Meredith trying to pick between two men, and we're like, we don't care. We want to go back to Izzy. Little did we know that Catherine Heigl was a monster. Yeah, the diva. Really? Yeah, terrible. To I know you're finding out that everyone's mean today. Yes. I can't. Oh, Gosh. Yeah. yeah. Well. Huge Damn, thing. that sucks. She's a monster. But I... Yes. Or a woman who wanted to do good work. I That's guess, the story I, I guess. With. I guess we'll never know. We can look it up on Reddit. Yeah. I do well, maybe to... we'll be so lucky to get the chance to work with her. But to your original point about this boys club, I agree that I feel like it, music is a way that people find, like, an avenue to, like, I don't know, make themselves feel superior and mm-hmm. be like, oh, I know yes. so like much about film. music. Film right. The Film's way. the same Yeah, way. like the name five songs. Totally. Oh, you like this band totally. name five songs totally. kind Actually, of thing. When like... it can be community form. Which also, yeah, there, yeah exactly. And then there's, there's the level two of like, you know, I, like, again, both my sisters are like so talented at music. Like they're mm-hmm. both musicians. Like my little sister can play piano. Like she can learn songs by ear. My older sister obviously is like a part of all of these different metal bands mm-hmm. and like can play she's a multi-instrumentalist they Damn. both did band in school like they're both like so talented and i never really felt that way although i did like play instruments it like never consumed my like brain space as much as it did for them but then i realized like i do have opinions about these songs that i'm listening to and i do like have like an interest in learning more about these musicians and these genres and like the different types of music that exist and like yeah. why certain things work or don't work right. without necessarily having the background and right. it felt like maybe I'm not qualified and then it's like what the fuck like I, I can like a song and right. not be yeah. like you know a guitarist or whatever similar to film I do feel like when someone's like what music do you like that is a stressful question totally on Raya <laughs> that's right okay on Raya you have like one song that plays mm-hmm. over your profile oh that's Incredible. so stressful so it's you'll never guess what mine is I'm not telling you and I'm not gonna say it on the pod okay it's Ma do you know Ma no wait I'm saying it wrong is it Mo oh wait is it M-O oh, with the slash with the, through it yes is that yeah. Ma I don't know I've just called it Mo. Me okay too. so M-O with the slash the sun in her eyes is what I played you know wow. that song I love that song yeah. it's, uh, Really? Yeah. You would love my Ryan profile. 
<laughs> and I a, and listen, I knew that before he even told me the song. Uh, yeah, you're he didn't even say the song. Really? Yeah, you're the only other person that's in it. There's a picture of okay, I'm flattered. Right. Afar. But and I hope... people are like, "What's the story with that club coming photo?" I'm like, "What do you think it is? What do you think the story is? I'm a comedian. What are you mm-hmm. talking about? Mm-hmm. Right? It's like I didn't. What about? Well, I hope they're like, who's that short fella next to you? Short, short king. Short king. He probably would. Um, yeah, it is so stressful to be asked what type of music you like. It's like film. And it makes me like, and I know the answers to those questions. Sure. But anytime somebody asks me, I'm like, ah, 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 Well, ah, one yeah. time someone was like, what do you like? And I said, I like Halsey. And he was like, you're an idiot. And then he said that he liked, well, he didn't say that exactly, but he did with his eyes. And then he said <laughs> that he liked that band that sings that song, Draw It. Loving you, loving you is too hard. Da, da, da. Do you know what song I'm talking about? <laughs> what band is that? Wait. And they sing like, give me one more bar of that because I didn't catch it. Loving you, loving you is too hot. Da, da, da. My voice is gone. It's okay. And then, wait, there's another. I'm trying to think. You would know them. Mm. Oh, Wonder. Oh, yes. Wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like obsessed with Oh, Wonder. One of my best friends from high school or from college loves Oh, Wonder. You can never be. Here's actually this brings me to my last point about music. This boy was an example of a boy that loves sad music. Mm-hmm. If he loves sad music, something's going on. Mm. Find someone who likes happy music. Mm-hmm. Find someone who at least can tolerate songs okay. that aren't like on an emotional 10. I have a counter argument to this. Oh, fine. Go. Okay. So recently I was reading this. I, I found this uh, woman on a podcast and then she wrote this book. It's called Bittersweet. And essentially she was studying the um, kind of like the bit. All right. I'm, I'm always so bad at explaining what this is. I'm going to do my very best here because it's kind of a lofty thought i have to read the book again honestly to fully understand sure, it. Sure. she's a phd but she's a phd she came to this idea she's studying the like basically the bittersweet nature of life the idea that like you know we have this life itself is beautiful and fleeting and every moment we have is i'm already beautiful sad and fleeting. all right <laughs> so she was like but there's like the this idea of us searching for something yeah. like this perf- this perfect and beautiful world so to speak right. that we we feel in certain moments like you're at a concert or you're you're listening to your favorite song or you're with people you love like these things are are fleeting all the time and we're kind of always searching for that perfect and beautiful world which is exists in these moments and also we see it in all kinds of uh religious texts like you know heaven eden you know any other you know i don't know i'm not familiar with other religions quite as well like as nirvana nirvana yes is a good example so most of our lives are missing this moment even like in secular texts like harry potter he comes into the world an orphan here he comes into the story an orphan so it's like all right he's always searching for that like connection mm. or whatever mm-hmm. and like she gives a bunch of other examples the way she came to study this was that she was always really into sad music and people were always like why do you always listen to sad music like that's so interesting and she was like yeah i don't know why that is and then she like looked into it and people who listen to happy music are and have like a playlist of happy music. We'll listen to that playlist, let's say, um, eight times or something. And then people who have a sad playlist will listen to that playlist like a hundred times. So what you were saying about somebody who likes sad music, this woman's like conclusion was that people who have this like affinity towards the bittersweet things in life kind of have a little bit more of this like yin and yang, kind of naturally dr- drawn towards like this like, I don't know, more ethereal existence in a way. Mm-hmm. Which we can all find ways to tap into, but some people yeah. I guess are more prone to that than others. Um, well, I've also heard that there, the, I, I think I was reading some piece in the New Yorker. That's another boys club I'm in. It's like people who read the New Yorker. I've regularly. been trying to read it more recently. I love the New Yorker. I will talk about it as long as anybody wants. But, um, <laughs> there was some piece about like how people who are depressed are actually more tuned in or like more attuned to like 
reality like a, a the, not as if there is actually an objective truth to the world or sure. an objective reality but like there is some level of like understanding reality or like what like happy people are basically the the piece was like happy people are delusional yeah and you have to have some level of delusion to be happy you've got some chemical there's, cloud yeah. there, some rose-colored glasses right which might be like a chemical balance and like people who are depressed are chemically imbalanced mm-hmm. and therefore maybe more understanding of like negative aspects of the world but it like it was not like trying to romanticize depression at all and i'm really not trying to do that but like this idea that you can guess like how well you did on something Mm -hmm. like a a test if you are a little bit depressed Wow! like you can be like i probably got an 89 and that's just facts interesting (laughs) whereas like happy people would be like i think i nailed that yeah and like do you think that depressed people are appropriately managing expectations and that's what it comes i think there's some level of that i guess we should ask our last question oh yeah what is a boys club you would like to form or see in the world form of community I, I sort of, like, thought about this, like, in tandem with, like, the the club I feel a part of mm-hmm. because I was like, I would love to bring like-minded people together, like, people who are, you know, into music, and maybe it's even just casually into music, you know, mm-hmm. like, you've got your, your girls you go to, you've, you know, you might be making playlists, but you're not sharing them, mm-hmm. you, you like to listen on the train, whatever, um, and there was this music festival in the late 90s that was revived once in 2010 and it was a shit show but i want to revive it again and i want to Hell be a yeah. part of it and it's called lilith fair okay look this up <laughs> boys, boys at home, home look yeah. this up lilith fair where was it it was a touring festival fun over the summer and they did, like, it was, like, two months long. They toured all over the U.S. and Canada. It was put together by Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, my God. Last person I thought you were going to She out. was in charge. She wow. was, like, 26 and was, like, a superstar. Correct. And was, like, I want to make a music festival where the headliners are women. And, like, they, like, I just read this whole, I think it was Vogue, did, like, an oral history of Lilith Fair. They get all these like musicians Wait, it is from not it. Still happening? Or it's it? not still happening. When they did, did it. Stop? They did it in the summers of ninety six, ninety seven, and ninety eight. Oh. And this like, it's crazy because it was like first it was like Sarah McLaughlin and Jewel and the Indigo Girls yeah. and like all these sort of like pop folk indie people, and then, um. They got bigger names, and then they started bringing in, like, Tracy Chapman, and they did a show in Miami, and they had Missy Elliott, and they, like, like, part of this oral history was them talking about having these conversations about, like, we need to diversify, we need to be, like, the Indigo Girls are, like, super gay, and they were like, we need more gay people, Mm -hmm. like, we need more gay people on this lineup. And they, like, there were, like, jokes about how, like, you know, the black and the gay people had to be in the trailers at the end or whatever. And they were, Mm -hmm. like, we need to bring them to the front. Right. And I was, like, that is awesome. Yeah. Like, this is so cool. Who knew Sarah McLaughlin would launch that? And leading the charge. Yeah, literally. In the arms of an angel. I know. And it's, like, and there were, like... Bigger names than that, even who started to come in, like Cheryl Crow was a part of it, Bonnie Ray, like 
lots of like these women from they were like contemporary but they pulled people from like the 70s and 80s and it was like late 90s obviously so like these huge 90s names yeah. and they were like it was literally like there's a boys club of musicians like they, yeah. like people mm-hmm. like we are acting like the money can only be made by men right and I'm like sitting here in 2022 like why are we still having that conversation yeah oh. but I feel like music I'll, I'll say music can change your whole dang life yeah and when you start if you care I mean that's the thing too is like I don't want to be like you should care about this thing because there are plenty of things I don't care about and I don't want people shoving down my throat but like it feels so accessible mm-hmm. and yet so gatekept yeah I will say you're also allowed to not like music yeah. <laughs> you're allowed to be like I hate the chain smokers because I don't like them wait but I don't want to yuck anyone's I love yeah. like old chain smokers like let you go 2014 with wait what was their, what was their they had that one with Halsey what so was that one closer. Closer. closer what did they do before closer that was big um let's let me take a selfie no, that was that not them. Was They're, that them? I swear to God. Swear to God. Are you serious? Heart. Let me take a selfie. Yeah, they did a concert at Elon until the cops came and shut them down. They did a concert at Wake. Probably the same year. That's like they were on tour, the North Carolina tour. Literally. Oh my God. Okay, chain smokers. Roses. Oh, beautiful. Roses. Okay, that's, I do like that song. That's a beautiful song. Now I'm sad just even talking about it. Oh, we For the boys at home. This again. We, we can't do this? No, we're going to keep it. I'm our, no, no, it's no, three keep seconds. It. Keep it going. No, keep it going. No, but that was just a teaser. You can listen to it yourself. We need to get a lawyer. <laughs> we're looking into getting a Oh, yeah. Three lawyer. seconds you can do. Lawyer, yeah. You can definitely like do five seconds. Five. You can play five seconds of any song. I don't think the chain smokers are going to come for us. But if they did, that would be We're hyping you guys up. PR. We're hyping you guys we up. We didn't say a single ne- negative thing. We were. I think Lexi was going to say a negative I thing about closer. But I would never. We didn't even get into it. But the guys in whatever fucking Theta Chi who lived below. Like the way that Wake was, it didn't have houses. Wait, you like, said Theta Chi went to be my ringtone. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Such disdain. <laughs> anyway, the way that Wake did sorority fraternity, like Greek life stuff, they didn't have houses. Like, they, like, you, like there wasn't we a big similar. frat house. Like, there right, are a lot of sure. Yes. So, they, if you, and you had to live on campus for three years. So, like, the, they would have, like, halls in certain dorms. So, like, it would, whatever. You would have, like, your lounge and then your, you got to, That like, is objectively lame. Those guys got to live there. Those girls got to live there, whatever. Anyway, for whatever reason, we were somehow in the Theta Chi halls because I guess they didn't fill out their last room, so it went up for grabs, and then we got Actually it. Actually, <laughs> embarrassing to them. Go on. Yeah, no, no, they were like the they out. were like the lowest of the low on like they the were boys of the fraternities. It was not good, but on Greek rank, they're last. They were yeah, they were probably last, but <laughs> yikes, which is rough. But anyway, they blasted closer every Saturday night for the entire fall of my but song. like, oh my what about that song is like, yeah. Like, this is an amazing... Like, why? And, like, I love Halsey and I love Chainsmokers. Neither of their best work. I just remember mm. there was this guy who, like, he kind of reminded me... He This is maybe mean, but he had, like, thick glasses in a way that reminded me of... You know that character who gets in Monsters, Inc. gets sucked up by the sucking machine and he's like... Oh. Yes! <laughs> I feel like we've talked about Monsters, Inc. like, multiple times on this podcast. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I know you're talking about. So there was one time where I was walking down the steps, and then they were, like, doing... There was some fracas going on in the dorms, and the guy, like... One of the guys, like, whips the door open, and he's standing there, no shirt, like, underwear on, and it's like... And I, like, made eye contact with him, and he looked like that character. That's like, so, just got out of the sucking machine. So and I was like, I don't know what these guys are up to, but... It's nothing good. It's that and playing the Chainsmokers every day. Wow. <laughs> I'm also I'm not a Swifty, but I do love Taylor Swift. Does that make sense? Wait, okay, I love the same. Speak Now. 
speak now. That yes. whole album is Despite like... her, her travel. <laughs> her climate yeah. uh, Wait, errors. what's she doing? She like is t- jetting around everywhere. She's not supposed to be. Well, like rich people will like share planes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. Like the timeshare thing is real. Yeah. No, they really will. They really will. I know people who have done that. Who? I'm not going to drop names on the podcast like you. <laughs> My dad is so proud of you. No, I heard you cut the last ones in the... Whatever our last episode. Which names were it? Either no, I think in Sam Schaefer. Yeah, say them again. You, you said, and and that was like cut out. <laughs> oh, Obama. Yeah. But now our nurses. You cut it out. Why do people who hate Obama go into nursing? Yes, that is yes. such a thing. No, I yeah. think that it's like a, I know some, some of the worst girls I know mm-hmm. are nurses now. Mm-hmm. Wait. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Let's unpack that. I, I couldn't think that it's like raised conservative, but like you are like, like I'm, I I'm went, a helper. I'm Christian. I'm a helper. Yes. Yeah. I'm an Enneagram three like you or whatever. You are the worst person I've it's ever two. met. It's That's me. <laughs> You're, You're a helper. helper. I'm a helper, yeah. Wait, I think uh, I'm a two too. Really? Wait, I don't like how surprised you are. <laughs> Wait, really? Upset. No, just because we haven't lined up on any of the other tests, I was surprised that we were the same. Well, that one's, I don't believe in that test. Okay. Do you want to go to a psychic? No. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. What is that information going to do for me? Right. Sure. If it's good, if it's like, oh, there will be something successful come to you in a year. It's like, well, am I going to just like sit, sit around, around wait? Yeah, right. Or, yeah. Or like, you know, something bad's going to happen here. Am I going to be like, well, fuck, I got to like. No, you're going to live your life no, the same way. We're literally going to die for sure, 100%. Mm-hmm. Wait, actually, I feel already better. And even just saying it just now. Wait, I'm literally gonna. We're gonna die. Like, yeah, we're literally gonna yeah. die. I know that every time I say that, it does feel like it's the first time, and I've said mm. it so many times. No, it is this. We are it, gonna die. I was talking about this with Maddie the other day. We don't talk enough about the fact that we're all gonna die. Like Wait, you know, that we're all. No. Most of us probably don't bring it up most days, and it's the craziest thing yeah. that ever happened. Do you remember us? Damien's reductionist headline that is just how to build muscle mass, even though you are gonna die? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Like it's so true. That's like all these things feel so over, all consuming. And it's like, hey, there is a literal, and like I've said this before on the podcast, the boys know, there is, you are going to die, and then after you die, there's still going to be things like Tuesdays and tacos. And like, you, like I could, maybe I'll die February right. 3rd, 2096. Okay. Even if you told me that date, I'd be like, oh, that is so realized. That is a day that's going to be on someone's calendar that they buy at paper right. source. And like, that's the day where I just cease being. And that and like that is crazy it is crazy to think like it should give calls. you will be done but tacos will continue that's true tuesdays will continue i um i have this, tgi like, fridays really, probably will continue i have this like really intense memory from seventh grade we were doing my i don't know why my school system was obsessed with the beginning of the year icebreakers as if i didn't have 200 people in my class that i grew up with yeah. like <laughs> yeah. literally i'm like the icebreakers for like, you you don't know school, like, who are you grade. this year yeah, yeah. yeah no, totally yeah. how was your summer did you change yeah. but i remember the teacher was like all right we're gonna all say like our biggest fears oh and it got to me and yeah. i said i no, i wasn't death it was that i will die and no one will care oh that's my biggest fear that I, was, I said that i was like that is well, so emo yeah yeah that i will die and no one will care and Whoa. these girls at my we were like in a long table these girls oh, turned okay. to me and they were like she meant like spiders or snakes wait and i was that like is- ah! wait <laughs> Wait, I'm like actually upset right now. 
She meant like spiders or snakes. She meant like spiders no. or snakes. And I was like, oh, right. I'm a fucking idiot. Wait, were you the first one to go? I was like second. Somebody was like the dark. And then I was like, that I will die and no one will care. <laughs> She's like, babe, it's not a retreat. No, they're they're like, no. Like, that's on the, the teacher for not specifying. You're trauma dumping. She should have modeled for you. Yes. I would be like, okay, Please give me like, an example so I don't like go too heavy. I think my actual fear <laughs> is the death of loved ones mm. because i'll wherever i go i'm because then go. you have to keep carrying on yeah like i i definitely think like the death of like my father is very upsetting to me and my yeah. brother is very upsetting to my me. favorite john mulaney joke of the new special that we when we saw him in um i've heard it's really good it's really good we loved it we saw it in when we were in la and um he goes you think your dad's weird now wait till his dad dies and he gets way weirder <laughs> i was like oh my god because my dad's father is still alive and then he does hold a bit about like important grandparents it's like dad's dad yes. important grand like and then it was like mom's dad eh, b-list grandparent <laughs> it was really funny anyway that's um, great but i was thinking about that it's like yeah like whoa that probably will be substantially different for my dad I remember when my mom's dad died, and I just was, like, 13, 14, and I was like, I wonder if she'll ever be normal again. And then, she, like, she was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's weird. But it's, like, the human, human is such yeah. a way. You find person. a way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she was in you the have again, to. like, that week. Not, like, normal. Like, you're sad. You have grief. People have grief, and they just, like, move on. Yeah. You live. Well, it, it was Crying in H Mart. That's a great book. Crying in H Mart, Japanese Breakfast, like, the lead singer, mm-hmm. sort of head of the project. Michelle Zahnish wrote this sort yeah. of memoir and it's a lot about like her relationship relationship with her mom who died when she was 25 yeah. and she's like 30 now but Gosh. um she talks a lot about like a whole thing for her was getting in touch with her mom's like Korean culture because her mom's Korean she's half Korean and yeah. she was like I felt like an outsider on both of these things yeah. like Korean and white like I'm neither mm-hmm. I'm in between but if I get in touch with my mom's culture like, I will be saving part of her yeah. in my memory, you know? And, like, I'll be more in touch with her as I get older. And this is, like, a way that I can, like, stay with her. Yeah. And I was like, that is gorgeous. Yeah. And I'm sobbing. Yeah. And yeah. it's such a good book. Especially to lose a parent so young. Totally. Like, to have realized that, like, you will live more of your life without them than with them. Right. Is nuts. And so, like, to preserve that via some sort of, like, connection with them is, like, really beautiful. Really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice button. <laughs> yeah. It is so sweet. Yeah. Um, Lexi, thank you so much for being on. Oh my god, this thanks was for such a, me. This was such a blast of a conversation. This was a very fun one. Um, I'm going to go listen to Breakaway. Yeah, yes, please, should. in my honor. Um, would you like to plug into your socials? Yeah, you? sure. So you can follow me on Instagram at Lex Ritter, L-E-X-R-I-T-T-E-R. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Knitting Fiend, knitting like the action. And then Fiend <laughs> is spelled with two Ds at the end. All I right. made that in high school. Thank you. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and then also Power of Yes. Yeah. And you can follow me on uh, Instagram, me and Carter Iddings. We're a comedy duo called Power of Yep. That's at Power of Yep. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I love that that's the only one. Way to get it done. Power yep. of Yep. Power of Yep. It's Big things coming for power. Yeah, really, you, really, actually. You don't, and you don't <laughs> trust me when I say you don't want to miss it. It's, it's really great. No, um, definitely not. All right, we'll get out of here on three.
One, two, three. Hey, boys. Thanks for listening to our podcast, Boys Club. Connor, where can they find you on socials? You can find me on Instagram at Connor Janda. That's C-O-N-O-R, panda with a J. You can find me at Nico Carney, N-I-C-O, Carney, C-A-R-N-E-Y. You can follow both of us at Boys Club Comedy on Instagram. We have a monthly show at Club Coming, last week of the month. Uh, if you're in New York City, you better come hang out, come part, be part of the club. Okay, see you soon, boys. XOXO. Bye.